following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome. It is May 11, 2019. Todd and I have put our deodorant on. We're an hour three of Radio Law Talk. But actually, oh, no, Cal hasn't. He's shaking his uh, oh, it's little bad. arms there. It's bad in here. <laughs> uh, luckily, we have the uh, the glass, and we're sealed off from Cal, who's in the other room. Hermetically it, sealed control room. Yeah, he's in the control room. We can see him through the glass. Hey, but... Cal, light a match, will you? Oh, man, no kidding, right? No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> Todd and I. Todd Cunin is a former prosecutor for the district attorney's office in California and in Tennessee, and is a uh, criminal defense lawyer. Yes. And I am a personal injury lawyer. Uh, uh, my, uh, I have bars in this uh, Washington, D.C. and the state of California. Um, and Denise Dirks, who is a wonderful family law attorney, is not here as she is vacationing. Uh, we, we, I don't know where, but she's, she'll probably be back late. She's probably at home sitting there in the spa listening to us and watching TV and just didn't want to show up. That, that could be. That could be. You know, you're describing all that. And I, you know, I guess I'm having a flashback to the 70s. One of my favorite shows, The Dukes of Hazard. So here's what we got. We got you and I are Bo and Luke, mm-hmm. Duke. And then we got Daisy Duke, which is... And then, uh, and then uh, Cal, you got your choice. You can be Uncle Jesse or you can be Crazy Cooter coming at you. Uh, or do you want to be Boss Hog? Uh, Boss Hog would be more to my, all right, my all right. physical type. But- well, well, let me tell you right now. All I got to say is my wife, uh, I woke up this morning, my wife said, I said, well, Denise isn't here. She said, what, uh, the three blind mice? I said, well, that? And she, she said, well, how about the three little pigs? I said, that's true. I said, how about the three musketeers? You know, there's a, there's a, this has nothing to do with the law, but, well, that does. But, um. There's a fashion. You ever heard of these Daisy Duke shorts? Oh, yeah. Okay, the people wear it's the cutoff shorts. are really yeah, short shorts. Yeah. I don't know. Have I heard of them? So, I've seen them. So <laughs> people are wearing, they Ooh. still, you can hear, you know, uh, in rap songs, they talk about girls wearing the Daisy Dukes and everybody. And yet so many people don't know where it comes from. It comes from that show. Exactly. Yeah. So I never watch that stuff. I don't uh, look at that stuff. So I, I, I worked uh, at a CBS, I'm happily married. I worked at a CBS affiliate as a news anchor guy when that show came on. So I would, it would lead. We would lead into that. I think it was that, and then Dallas, yeah, yeah. which was huge, and then came the ten o'clock news back in Idaho Falls, Idaho. Wow. Matter of fact. So yeah, yeah we watched date. We, you know, we all would sit there and go, wait a minute, <laughs> this is a a weird, yet cool show because of the jumping car, the General Lee. Yeah, uh, you know how many cars they went through oh, on that man. show. I can't even imagine. <laughs> Is this a little anecdotal? It, it could be. Could hey, be. you oh, know what? KTOX 1340 AM and 104.1 FM in Needles, California, joined us last week. Uh, welcome. I know there's. We have a huge. We have such a large list. Go to our website www.radiolawtalk.com and you can look and see the affiliates. Go to our affiliates page. And if you have any questions of attorneys, there are there's lists of attorneys there from different states. But we, uh, you ready for this? It's almost confirmed. But on the 25th of May, mark that on your calendars. That is what? Is it Memorial? Uh, it is the Saturday before Memorial Day. Saturday before Memorial Day. We may be having our Texas lawyer, Chip Evans, 
out of Austin, Texas. Actually, he's got offices in Austin. Yep, he's got offices, I think, in San Antonio and Dallas area. And he will be flying in here to sit with me during this three-hour program. Now, Chip joined us a couple of weeks ago. We had a caller come in. We had a call come in, had to do with an injury that occurred on a mechanical bull and right, a waiver right. that was signed, and the and the the the... The facility owner tried to tell the guy, well, you signed the waiver, so you got no case against us. <laughs> and uh, we were able to get Chip on the horn and did a great job answering the question, generally general principles about personal injury and waivers in the state of Texas. So that'll be a good show to have him come on in. Yeah, let me tell you a quick story. So, yeah, again, these are lawyers that will come in. and We have a Maryland lawyer that's a wonderful lawyer, a good friend of mine. And um, then you have uh, Chip, who's a Texas lawyer. you got to understand the guy in Maryland is vegan, and he is the Mr health food nut and let me tell you chip loves chicken fried steak so when the two of them get together they they, they always like to talk about who's going to win their baltimore oriole orioles or what the texas the rangers, texas rangers mm-hmm. and they always Houston, and, and yeah. guess what the person who loses has to eat the other person's food apparently there's some vegan food that's like a that will really make you go to the bathroom and so apparently they say, you know, look, you're going to have to eat this. It's a hot dog of some sort that makes you go to the bathroom. According to the vegan guy, he was going to make him eat the hot dog. But then what Chip was going to do, Chip was going to make him eat a chicken fried steak. And, and literally the guy was so – the lawyer out of Maryland was so nervous because he said, dude – I would have to eat it, and literally, we have to have the ambulance nearby. I would probably be in the hospital. I've never eaten something like that. It'll probably make my stomach sick. What he'll probably do is go, what was I eating all this vegan stuff? Oh, that was pretty <laughs> good. really good. Well, you, you'd, you'd want to you'd take, a, take a page out of the wine-tasting stuff in the in the wine country and all that, where they uh, you smell it, and you... Put it in your mouth and you swish it around and then you spit it in a bucket. You never, you don't actually, you don't actually consume it. You just get the tastes and do all like, of that. Like uh, one of the cooks on one of those, uh, like the Food Food Network. There's one one yes. rather petite woman. How does she stay so slender? Well, she judges the food and then goes. Pack. Oh yeah, I do that all the time when I was a kid. By the way, if you're eating your lunch, sorry, but anyway. Yeah. Remember, we're not giving legal advice, general topics of law. Seek local counsel. Just remember, the only thing you can use us for is around the Christmas table or Thanksgiving table or when you're with your in-laws and you want to quote them or quote us you could say instead of well they say you could say radio law talk hosts say that's what you can say that's about all you can use us for yep that, no. that's good stuff good stuff we're going to do a case or no case we're going to talk a little bit about what do you not I don't, well, we're talking not about, about Hollywood but we're, we're you gonna, call it it's celebrities people yeah. people of uh, of notoriety that gonna, are in the news we're going to talk about Brooke Shields lawsuit for her eyebrows <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about Johnny Depp lawsuit we're going to talk about Conan O'Brien's lawsuit and then we're going to talk about El Chapo how he has brought his lawyers are bringing motions before the court to say that he's being treated with cruel and unusual punishment we're going to talk about that stuff and let me tell you this fake German heiress, um, Anna Sorokin, or is that how, I don't know how you say it, or but she goes by another name. This is one of the most interesting stories you've ever heard, where she's being prosecuted and had just been been um, sentenced to four uh, to twelve years in prisons, uh, and 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 this is 
super interesting. And not only that, Netflix and HBO are supposedly picking her up as a new show, or they're going to do a show on her. All of that because she was a big, fat phony, basically. Uh, she I was mean, a phony. I said mean, she's an heiress, but she wasn't. She, she's a big, fat phony, and everybody wanted to cash in on that gravy chain. Exactly. And, how do, oops. How do we get in on this deal? <laughs> yeah. There's some pretty lavish spending. Flying a private jet that was like $35,000 back to... Uh, wherever, where's Warren Buffett's? They, they held their as an Oklahoma. Oh, and, uh, Oklahoma. And, no, 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 it's in Nebraska. I Nebra- believe. Omaha. Where? Sure Omaha. She got, a, exactly she got a bank to loan her a hundred thousand bucks with nothing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. nothing. I'm a German Ellis. <laughs> I would like to sign a piece of paper. The yeah. advice of making you loan stuff to us. <laughs> und, und I want your money, and I'm going to put it into my little account here. I will pay you interest at the rate of 05 percent, and you will like it. Here's my signature. <laughs> It is all legitimate. Go ahead and, and call. And the banker the goes, sure. Yeah, no problem. What are you doing tonight? Yes. Let's go out. I note, I note that her attorney did not disclose exactly how he is being compensated for his representation. Hey, That's exactly hey. it. No, he did. He, he did. He, he said, said, he said, I'm not I, telling. I declined to uh, say how I am being compensated. Uh-oh. <laughs> I would like to have a uh, private cell. Never, never mind. I'm just wondering if Congress wants to investigate that. <laughs> well, we're going to come back, and we will have case or no case, and we're going to get into all those things, and we're going to have fun with it. Sorry, some of you don't like us that we have fun. We have fun on Radio Law Talk. Remember, the most important thing Radio Law Talk, let's entertain, and then maybe we'll learn something. Maybe. We'll be right back. <laughs> You're listening to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station, and we thank you very much. Advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds.
when you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See that. Radio Law Talk. I like that show. This is Radio Law Talk. Cal, give Todd and I some points against Denise in case or no case, because, Cal, we are doing really, really well in guessing whether or not these are cases and what the outcome is. Well, you're guessing the cases anyway, which is good. Each of you have gotten uh, two points so far, one point for each of our case or no cases. And before we start, I promised that we would do an opportunity to put some of your points, your existing points, on the line. So I guess it's important to mention that right now, Mr. Penny has 42 points. Mr. Cunin has 25. So, uh, and what does Denise have? Uh, Denise has 42. With, she's not getting any today. So you and Denise Ooh. are tied at 42. Now you can you may put up to five points on the line. Five points so, so, on the line. So five gets me five, or does five get me ten? Well, you get if you put five out. Okay. Then you, you get, get to get ten points if you win. So I'm at twenty five right so, now. Or you either get three or five. Half of it right, you get three. I just want to make sure. So I, how many points do I have right now? You have twenty three. I have twenty three points. So conceivably, I could go up to thirty three. Thirty three points. Okay, that's correct. Right, I am not. I'm sticking with the normal amount. Okay, stick with the normal amount. Yep. All right. Well then, then. What about you? I'm going bigger, going home. So all five, um, man. And every time I have said that, I have ended up going home. But. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go all five. Here we go. Here Roll we go. it. Now Here it's time go. to play Case or No Case. Yay! And now, Case or No Case, and to the former Olive Capital of California, Corning, California. I say former because there have been some changes in an olive plant there that make it less attractive to grow olives. But anyway, after a career in the Merchant Marines and other maritime services, Mr. Roger Brown lived out his quiet solitary, hermit-like life in Corning, California. Then one day, or one night, no one knows because no one else was there but he, he passed away. Near his bedroll on the bedroom floor is where he died because, you see, he had no mattress. Once he died, the county sent over the public administrator to figure out what to do with Mr. Brown's assets, a small 840-square-foot house that he paid for long ago, and a 1982 uh, pickup truck, uh, Ford, and they thought maybe some chattel property. But what? They found some paperwork that revealed that Mr. Brown was well off. Pretty well off. $3.7 million in investment accounts. So the search was immediately on for heirs or relatives because Mr. Brown never left a will. He had some paperwork in his file about leaving his estate to the Catholic Church, and he'd filled it all out. But he never signed it. The church was all ready for the windfall until an attorney who specializes in such matters for a third of the inheritance found three... <laughs> which is true. Oh, yeah, 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 it's yeah, my fee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my fee. For three nieces and or nephews. And just as they were about to get the money, the church stepped in with their lawyers and said, Wait... Just because he did not sign the bequeathment, it is obvious his intent was for us to get the funds, the proceeds from his house, even the old truck, the $3.7 million, he wanted it to go to us. And so I ask you, gentlemen, case 
or no case. Is he talking to someone in this room? Not, I didn't, he's well, a I was being manager. facetious, but you get the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, and so let's see. Uh, I think it's Todd's turn to go first. Here. Okay, so uh, so church thought they had a claim, then somebody found a will and a bunch of money, and but it wasn't signed. Not a will. It was a bequeathment, a bequeathment. form that the church gives you. It, it, I think yes, they yes. call it it's a form that says, be a good steward of your estate. So in other words, give it to God when you die. Okay. Or to the church, which, you know. And, and so they gave him the bequeathment form, but he didn't sign it? Filled it out, put all the information in there, account numbers, amounts, pretty much, but did never affixed his signature. Okay, but the church is saying because he filled it out, it should still come to us. Correct. They're saying, obviously, it was in his intent, and we want to do what he wants to have happen. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, uh, that is that is interesting. <laughs> okay, so here, here's, what I, here's what I'm going Crickets, to do. Please. Here's, yeah. what I, here's what I'm going to do. Um... Honestly, I, I don't have a snowball's chance and you know what of catching anybody. So I am going to say because you haven't given us a no case yet today. <laughs> I'm just going to say on strategy, you know, th- this is not a case. Really? Not I think you're making this up. I think you are making this up. Huh. Mr. Penny, what say you, my friend? First of all, I know absolutely nothing about estate planning. This is way beyond my uh, expertise, but Todd is right on. This this smells of a case, a fake case by Cal. I truly – now, is it a situation? It might be, but this is not a case. This is pure trickery by Cal. Only Cal would use a clergy, a religious-based theme to peddle a lie. <laughs> Tell us what it is, Cal. <laughs> if you want to call us at 855-LAW-RADIO and tell us what you think or tweet us at Radio Law Talk, go and ahead. Well, we have us. two minutes, and this is so good that no, I, I hate know, to... I no, hate, just oh, lay it out. Right. We've got lots of time. we got to talk about Brooke Shields' eyebrows. Yes. We have no time. Okay, you know? fine. All right. The well, Blue Lagoon. No, wait. The, never mind. <laughs> well, let me start off by saying, if I may, that this particular case is an actual true story of a man with $3.7 million who lived in the Olive City of Corning, California, served in the Merchant Marine. All of that is absolutely true. So, for those of you who say it was founded on a true story, that would be Fred. Todd, you said the whole thing was faux. Oh, now we have a new category. A new. Ca- I just look. I, I said it's not a case. This didn't. Nobody sued anybody. Nothing came up to this. This didn't happen. That, that's what I said. For those of you who say it was not a case, let's see a show of hands, if we may. You're right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So the guy, where did the money go, Cal? Who got the money? The lawyer got a third. The relatives got the rest. And by the way, the church never challenged. Because they said, under California law, if a person doesn't leave a will, they're basically saying, we want the money to go to our family. And that's that's what happened. And that's, and and honestly, you know, again, I'm pro-church, great for churches. It should have gone to the family. And, wow, Uncle Jeb, you know, did you ever meet Uncle Jeb? No, I haven't met him. <laughs> Remember we didn't want to meet him? We should have met him, because guess what? That guy's loaded. Should have gone to the family. Of course, the family they didn't care that he was living in a house by himself with a bedroll. We'll be back to talk about Brooke Shields' eyebrows. This is Radio Law Talk. Stick around. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk 
is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit concussionmedicalclinic.com to schedule your appointment. Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. Ah! We've all been there. We all want to be comfortable and fashionable at the same time, and it's difficult to find clothing that makes that task effortless. But at Letty & Company, you can find trendy, comfortable clothing that is affordable, things you'll want to wear every day. Shop with a purpose online with free shipping. Just go to lettyandcompany.com lettyandcompany.com The cost of getting rid of garbage is high and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and baling company. Read more about... If you pay my fee, I'll take your case. This is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Penny. I love that that voice. Advertising. You know, I, I this is right up my wheelhouse. I did not know that Brooke Shields was known for her eyebrows. Well, let me tell you something, Fred. Knowing that this case was coming up, I I took it upon myself yes. to do extensive research into the Brooke Shields uh, filmography catalog going back. And, uh, and my research has shown that, yes, indeed, Brooke Shields starting with Blue Lagoon, had prominent eyebrows. Well, Tilbury Beauty and a bunch of other retailers that carry this new pencil, the shade is called Brook S. And this is an eyebrow pencil, right? Yes, Yes. it's an eyebrow pencil. So now she is saying, oh, my heavens to Betsy, that is referring to me, and she is suing them, claiming that they, they, that, they violated her rights to pro- to publicity, disgorgement of profits. In other words, they used uh, they took her profits from her and and other damages. Uh, apparently, there's a lot of retailers that are carrying this, but apparently she had in 2014 had a, li- a line of uh, eyebrow related products uh, with Mac Cosmetics, and uh, she thinks that they are referring to her Brooke S. That she has. Uh, is not being compensated for this, and she has brought a lawsuit. So now the question becomes, is the name Brooke S. 
close enough to her and eyebrows in order for her to win this case to claim they owe us her money for, quote, using her name. Cal? You have to mention that it's the person she's suing is a very prominent makeup artist, Charlotte Tilsbury, who has a huge makeup line that is extremely popular and... Cal knows. Hey, sh- Cal knows because he uses it. Maybe. And... and had her own line of eyebrow-related makeup starting in 2014, which did not do as well as that of Charlotte Tilbury. And she fears brand dilution, basically. I think. Does, does Tilbury this. also make biscuits? That'd be awesome. Be I the, think the, the, the Tilbury Doughboy. The uh-huh. the, no, they tried to do that, Pillsbury. but she sued them for taking... Uh, <laughs> That's because we're two and a half hours in. <laughs> two and a half hours in. TuneIn's getting punchy. Okay, so the lawsuit's coming. We're going to follow this great lawsuit, but the, here's the general issue. Yeah. The general issue is going to be is the word Brooke S. Okay, I think if there's a Brooke S. ice cream, she loses. Yes. Okay? If there's a Brooke S. car, she loses. But but knowing she's known for her eyebrows or using it for her eyebrows, I'm not saying it's a win. She at least, I think, has an argument here that that's who they're referring to as her. Like, for example, uh, you brought up Sting. Yes. Someone uses yes. the word sting in uh, in relation to music. Well, in, in that case, there. I mean, you've got you've got a, a name that's pretty unique. Sting has got a pretty unique. Although I will note that um, there was a professional wrestler, Sting, who was very popular with WCW back in the '90s. That was my guilty pleasure in law school. Uh, Use that name. Nobody got sued there. Uh, Prince would be another one that has a very unique name. Fred. Uh, Fred. Uh, Fre- yes. Fred. 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 Yeah. Fred. Yeah. Fred. Um, a bono for you two and the edge, the guitarist. Those are both very slash. Uh, slash. Those are very specific names. Cal. Lindsay Lohan tried this. Lindsay Lohan tried this, claiming that Lindsay. Everybody knows it's me. Uh, yes, that is a, a legitimate Lindsay Lohan impression. Thank you. Uh, when uh, let's see, uh, Rockstar Games made Grand Theft Auto has the Grand Theft Auto franchise in GTA Five. There was a character named Lindsay, and look, I'll admit it. The the animated character looks like her. They call called her Lindsay, and so Lindsay Lohan tried to sue Rockstar Games. Not surprising, maybe the game's worth billions, um, to get a piece of that pie. I don't, I don't recall. I don't think she was successful in doing that. No, I don't recall. The that. question's going to be whether or not Brooke is successful in doing this. I can say that if I was the cosmetic company, I mean, you, you can't... Look, you got to anticipate this is going to come. I would almost say uh, it would be interesting if they had called a meeting before the release of the product and before the naming of the product and said, all right, what are we going to call it? Brooke S. And let's uh, put in the minutes of our meeting here that S is going to relate to uh, Schwarzkopf, uh, Brooke Schwarzkopf. So then when you get in litigation, (laughs) Your Honor, we'd like to bring forward this document that was done five weeks before the product release, and clearly S has nothing to do with Shields. No, Brooke (laughs) Schwarzkopf is a lady that's down. They paid like five hundred bucks. Can you sign this release? Yeah, you know? yeah. She uh, yeah. So, so it has reference to her, but clearly the implication behind the pencil is if you use this, you're going to get eyebrows that look like Brooke Shields. Well, the other there are other celebrities that have had brow lift named after them. For example, there is the Rita uh, Re- after Rita Ora, uh, Grace K after Grace Kelly, Naomi for Naomi Campbell, and the more generic supermodel. So obviously part of her marketing scene is to give the impression that these things were developed by or with the permission of 
those artists. Yeah. Mm, interesting. So we'll, we'll follow we'll see follow what happens. Through. Johnny Depp. Now, Johnny Depp, we, we've talked about this before. Uh, he actually had a situation where he has sued his management team, his lawyers. Uh, a lot of it has settled out, but there's still a case pending. He is claiming that his divorce lawyer... Uh, you know, brought him, uh, gave him improper advice to settle with his wife, um, uh, his divorce. This is a long, this is a general uh, overview. Believe me, we can talk hours. And and claims that he is uh, unable to, uh, what, there's a Disney movie coming out called uh, um, uh, something like, uh, what's the one? Pirates it's, of the it's, Caribbean. It's, it's, he's dropped from the Pirates Caribbean franchise, but this other one, I forget the name of it, but yeah, and it's questionable whether or not he's going to be involved in it based upon things that came out. So the issue we talked about is that with these lawsuits, there's all these depositions led up, uh, set up where all these big Hollywood A-listers and producers are being deposed. Well, they've the latest is they've withdrawn all the depositions at this time. Time, and they're not going to depose these big-time stars. And one of the big reasons is he's suing Bloom for a bunch of different uh, causes of action. Bloom uh, is his attorney. Bloom is his attorney, improperly collecting millions in contingency fees without a contract, um, other stuff. And one of the allegations was that Bloom also committed malpractice in relation to Depp's divorce with to Amber Heard. Right. And one of the reasons these depositions have stopped is he has given notice, his team has given Bloom's team notice that they are no longer pursuing the malpractice claim as it relates to the divorce. Nice. So that may change the ball game. and to the extent these depositions were specific to that, it's no longer relevant. There you go, people out there that are now everybody can go back to sleep and go back to work. There yes, you go. Now we know what's going on with Johnny Depp. Yeah, now we've got Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien was sued by the the way, for in July 2015, uh, apparently, well, that wasn't the time that he gave the joke, but he was sued in July 2015. There was a joke he put out that some no-name guy tweeted out apparently prior to this. This lawsuit is drug out till recently. They settled the case, and Conan went on, if you watch his show, and really talked in detail about this, saying basically, look, it's an arduous process. I want to let you know there are a lot of people due to the fact that the internet's so big. Now you got social media, people on Twitter. There are 321 million monthly users on Twitter. He said there's bound to be people who are coming up with the same jokes. And now I, I agree and he's with right. that. He's, he's right. right. This statistic, 321 million monthly users of Twitter, and he says maybe as a joke, seemingly 60% of them are budding comedy writers. Look, the likelihood that two people would view things the same way and tweet it a similar type joke is very high. Yep. Right. Very high. Yeah. But but he settled with this guy an amicable agreement, and part of the reason that he did that was he said, look, you know, comedy writers are hardworking people, and nobody wants to be accused of stealing something from somebody else, and it's just better to respect the profession, settle it amicably, and move on as opposed to having this long and drawn long and drawn out litigation, and that's what happened. But he, he also made it clear. Though Fred, that some of the jokes that he was being sued over had, that he had proof that had been written after. Right. So, so really, he's right. This is just basically people thinking the same way and writing a similar he, joke. And he gave an example of Tom Brady. He did a Super Bowl joke with Tom Brady that that joke had been written literally by 34 other people on Twitter at the same time. It's just, you know, that's going to happen. The only concern I have with this uh, strategy of his to go ahead and settle is, look, you. 
You've got a lot of honorable comedy writers, and you have some unscrupulous people. And if you set the precedent that you were willing to settle, is that going to open up the floodgates to more lawsuits of people seeking to cash in? Probably. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what see happens. Exactly right. Okay. Now let's get to the important one, El Chapo. Yes. El Chapo's attorney. This is why we're talking about celebrities. El Chapo's attorney is asking the judge to intervene because they're worried about El Chapo in prison and how he's being treated. Now, we're not going to get into details because we only have, you know, 30, 40 seconds left, but it's very interesting about the complaints that the attorney brings up that his Eighth Amendment is being violated, which is cruel and unusual punishment, and the things that he has to go through while in prison. The only thing that cracks me up is the attorney's argument that, quote, these type of restrictions have no relation to security concerns, and they only serve to punish Mr. Guzman. Uh, well, that's what you're in jail for. Hello, life is tough. It's punishment. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to come back and talk about that. And finally, the heiress, the fake German heiress lawsuit, and she was just uh, sentenced. we got to talk about that. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. There's a lot more Radio Law Talk coming up in our final segment, and you won't want to miss even a second of it. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. All around the world, the world. This is RadioLawTalk.com. So if you've been living under a rock, El Chapo is uh, the drug lord from uh, Mexico that uh, has been found guilty and is serving time in prison. And uh, I believe he's in New York. Is that correct? From what I recall, he's in New York. And um, the argument from his lawyer is under the Eighth Amendment that uh, he's being treated unfairly and it is cruel and unusual punishment uh, with his prison conditions. Now, um, there are some certain um, issues that they're trying to claim, the prison and the, the former prosecutors and the government saying, well, they're worried about him uh, running his um, you know, running his criminal enterprise out of prison, and so they're, they're keeping him in a, what they are, what at least El Chapo's uh, lawyer says, in solitary confinement in a 10 by 8 foot windowless cell. By the way, he was sentenced in New York, but the feds are not saying where he's serving. Oh, we think it's in Colorado. Oh, that's uh, but, right. That's but true. It, or it could be at the right. Metropolitan Correctional Center. We're not sure. But but they're not really saying exactly where for security reasons. Yeah, that's, that's true. You're right. I didn't think about that. I mean, the thing to keep in mind here is that when an individual is sentenced, for the most part, the concerns they have are the same, but they do assessments of individuals when they go into prison, and they assess uh, likelihood of reoffense. They assess whether or not there's gang ties. They assess likelihood of violence and all that. And I'm not saying that the general assessment necessarily applies to El Chapo, but at the time he was sentenced, he did present with a certain set of liabilities that the average prisoner doesn't present to not the least of which is his fortune of money that maybe they did not seize, the ability to bribe people, the ability to do this, and it is not without precedent given how he was treated when he was incarcerated in, uh, you know, locales down in Mexico. Yeah, just bought his way out, basically. We're we're talking about a guy who had a, what is a mile or a mile and a half long tunnel 
dug laterally underneath his specific jail cell in Mexico, um, underneath his shower that he was able to get down and then drive a motorcycle to freedom here. So he does have all this, and, and quite frankly, they have to take these uh, precautions because of the security risk that he uh, provides. He is not the average prisoner. Yes, and that's interesting some of the things are bringing up is uh, he's suffering from many symptoms of distress as a result of lengthy and warranted punishment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Problem is... <laughs> and apparently the air conditioning in his cell is loud. Uh, he's got to use toilet, uh, toilet paper for his earplugs. Um, now, this is interesting. Food and other com- uh, commissary items are routinely withheld from him. Um that's interesting. Now, now here is what they're asking for. But they may be withheld because it's something within the prison that if you do certain things with your food, like throw it back at the guard or whatever. Right. I mean, we don't know why. Yeah, right? we don't know. But what they're asking for is two hours of outdoor exercise a week. Apparently, they're claiming he's not going out and seeing the light of day. Again, I'm not an El Chapo. I'm not saying, you know, i got to be careful where you do this. But, you know. Okay, the, the guy got to leave to be able to see the light of day to some degree, maybe. Well, the light's on in his cell 24/7, so right. but it's not daylight, is it? Yes, that's you know that's uh, two hours of outdoor exercise a week, earplugs, same food and drink offerings of other inmates, and six bottles of water a week. Talk about asking for simple things in life. How that has changed from private jets and, and you know and motorcycles in tunnels yeah um. I, I just think he's got an uphill battle trying to fight for this I agree because I mean look we're talking ultimately the cases go before the Supreme Court and US Supreme Court not saying this one would but if you have a judicial system that is ultimately ruled that the death penalty the harshest penalty out there is not cruel and unusual punishment I don't think that you're going to be able to make an argument that I didn't get as much water or the television was too loud is going to qualify under an Eighth Amendment standard. I just think that's going to be a, a difficult one to make. I remember when Floyd Mayweather was in prison serving his thing, he tried to claim at an expert come in to say that uh, his career was being irreparably, irreversibly uh, damaged because of the conditions in jail, and, and he would lose body mass and never be able to get it back, and then he got out and he won another $500 million in fights. So, you know, I, I just, they hear this, yeah. I don't think that, I don't think it's going to carry the day. Interesting. All right, we'll move on. So the the fake German heiress, this is a story. (laughs) Now, when I first started uh, understanding this and reading about it and studying it, the first thing I said to myself, and I wrote on my notes, I have a a little bit of notes I wrote on it. The first thing I said, movie, question mark. And sure enough, after I studied it, I found out that HBO and Netflix are in the process of talking to this lady about doing a show on her and on what she's about. Apparently, she comes from Russia, okay? And her name is Anna Sorokin, S-O-R-O-K-I-N, okay? And she comes from Russia. She went from Russia to Germany. Her family moved over to Germany. And if you walk through her beautiful music, Cal, this is what, this is good What's well, the German national anthem? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Apparently, she apparently has done a lot in Germany and in Europe. She's She has interned at different agencies for uh, fashion, and she's really into that stuff. She comes to the United States. And as she comes to the United States, she decides, you know what? I need a little more money, but I don't have it. And I'm going to live the American dream, and I need funds. Duh. Immediately. <laughs> yes. So apparently what she does, and this is the best part about it, and, and, and I don't know, those of you out there that have banks that won't even give you a loan for 
a hundred bucks and you've got great credit, this lady gets a hundred thousand dollar loan basically off a handshake. Can you imagine the interview? So no, you, wait, Todd's, Todd's yeah. looking I'm at me. not even going there, Fred. You're trying to bait me into something, and I'm not going to go there. But yes, oh, I have a handshake or some things like that for you. If yeah. I could yeah. if I could get the $100,000 loan, I would pay it back with interest. Sure, I would. Yeah, yeah. you can count on me. Is that German or is that Russian? I yeah. don't know. It's something. It's a dialect. That's <laughs> all you need to know. It's a dialect. <laughs> but this is what's interesting. So she just got sentenced to 12 years in prison. But, but I want to talk about what what she did there's some interesting things Todd that she's she's doing first, the first issue is what's happening is in Oh, I wish Denise was here to keep him <laughs> in check. I uh, I have said nothing. We're, I know. We're going on sure the handshake. Very it's good. your expressions. Okay. She, her issues are when she shows up to court, there are cameras, and she has to make sure she is dressed appropriately. In fact, they had a specialist come in to make sure. Uh, what uh, uh, What do you call those people that a make fashion sure? consultant? Uh, yeah, stylist. Fashion, yeah. fashion stylist. I have yeah. a reputation to protect. I need to look good. Make sure there's all the news cameras on my right side. That is the better side for me. So the lawyers actually dressed her. Yes, That's the exactly defense attorneys. Right. Yeah. Now what they argue because they can't argue this, and you're like, how the heck would the judge allow that? Because they can argue that. It, there's a certain look that she needs to have in order to, you know, be fair so she's not looked improperly about what she's wearing for the jury. Well, yeah, you know, it's very common, just putting all the joking aside, it's very common when you're representing somebody who's in custody to make an order request that the person be dressed not in the orange, uh, prison orange or red or whatever, yeah, to be dressed in the normal garb, to, yeah, yeah. to maybe not have the restraints visible if they have to have that. And so if the judge grants that, I mean, nobody's going to go in and say, okay, you can dress him, but you can't dress him with anything less than 500 bucks or more. than. Look, they just give an order to have him dressed. And it's up to the defendant to dress them however they right. want. Now, here's yeah. the interesting thing. Did you see one of the dresses she wore? Very, very low cut with a choker collar on it. And it just was absolutely, I'm going to say stunning. It, I, it was like she was dressed to go downtown New York. Ironically, the same dress she wore to get the bank loan. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. This dress has paid off for me. I'm, I may be able to get the judge to knock my sentence down to uh, community service. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting. So, so, so the, the, <sighs> I'm trying to get through this thing intelligently. Would you like to give me deferred entry of judgment? Uh, maybe you could maybe you could review my legal briefs. Hmm? What what do we yeah. have here? <laughs> I'm sorry. Fred, will you please continue with the analysis yeah, of this please, case? What Fred. was he wearing? Please. <laughs> They said, yeah, people complain we laugh too much on this show. And that's right, we do, but we don't really care. I don't really care. Okay, listen, would you be quiet? We are happy German people. Show up. I will shush. And now, quick takes. Quick takes, okay. All right, my quick take. We didn't get through this. Oh, my gosh. The radio was turned off. Quick take. Don't you dare, people out there, make a hair growth cream and call it Fred P. <laughs> I'm coming after you. Okay, my quick take. I am appalled by your conduct, even though I endorsed that conduct a decade ago and will most likely endorse that conduct in the future. Welcome to the rally cry of the current judicial committee. 
We'll be back next week if you want to join us and listen to a bunch of laughing. I'm Fred Penny, your host. This is Radio Law Talk. Please join us. We have ways of making you listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You have been listening to Radiolawtalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.